Hi, I'm Steve. I'm Erin. And I'm Daniel. And we're the Verbal Reasoning Podcast. Three friends with professional scientific backgrounds. Talking about all things under the sun in the most digestible way. Enjoy. Enjoy. Uh, Welcome back to the Verbal Reasoning Podcast. Thankfully, the spooky season is behind us. And today on episode 31, we'll be discussing the new scientific discoveries that have occurred in the recent weeks slash months. Uh, we're joined today by Zayad, who was also on our Relationships and Marriage podcast. Uh, Zayad, welcome. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Steve. Good to be back. Have you been married since or any progress? Probably? No, nothing. Uh, just failures on top of failures. But I'm just keeping that beautiful smile on my face. Rem- just remember Aaron's uh, advice. Just grab him. Whoa, what the fuck? When did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, man. You, you want to put me in some trouble, Steve. What's happening? Anyway, moving on. I have never <laughs> said that. I have never, no, I'm not moving on. I just want to put it categorically out there. I did never said that shit. I think, I think Steve is referring to your, your great, 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 uh, great, great grandfather. Yes. Who kept, oh, okay, kept yes. that one. I think, I think that's... <laughs> You know, I think just to provide a little bit of a context, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't in any way condone just grabbing anyone, right? Just uh, ask for permission first. But Steve, carry on. So, yeah, anyway, on that note, <laughs> today, <laughs> today we'll be talking about just generic scientific discoveries made this week and in the past week. And uh, for me, I'm going to cover, I don't know if whether you heard, but uh, recently there was a discovery of water on the moon. This new discovery was from an airborne infrared telescope known as SOFIA. And the method they used is called spectrometry, which basically looks at the spread of light into its components, the same way as how we see it in a rainbow or when you shine a light through a prism, the light obviously it has a spread. And uh, using this method, they were able to detect that there was unambiguous molecular water, unlike previous detections of water, and it also showed permanently shadowed parts on the lunar craters. So there's quite a large amount. I can quote, the amount of water is roughly equivalent to a 400 milliliter bottle of water in a cubic meter of lunar soil. So if you can extrapolate like over a large uh, volume, that's quite a lot of water. And uh, at the moment, there's a lot of uh, missions planned to the moon, uh, especially to the polar regions, which I believe is coming up in the next few years. But in the longer terms, you know, there are plans to also build a permanent uh, habitation on the lunar surface by NASA. So, yeah, this discovery, of course, was significant because it basically broadens our list of places where we might be able to build a base in the future. Maybe first question to you guys. Would you be willing to drink moon water? Like, if, if I offered you moon water, would you drink it? It'll probably be better than whatever we have in London. That's probably. I, I think. I think London water is pretty. F- it's really hard. It's like every foreigner that I spoke to, like absolutely hates it. So the short answer is yes. If you filter moon water, it'll probably be definitely better than London water. You think London water is bad, bro? Edmonton water is a category of London water. Is fucking. <laughs> I mean, uh, Steve, if you offered me poison, I'd drink it, bro. So, you know, it depends on who's, <laughs> depends on who's asking me. Um, but yeah, now nah, I, I, pro- I probably would drink moon water. I reckon, as they had said, it's probably cleaner than uh, whatever we're drinking at the moment. Do you think it tastes good like, if you drank it? What do, you think, what do you think moon water would taste like? You know what? It'll probably taste, uh, I don't know why, but I, I have like the feeling it'll taste like soily. Maybe just because I'm, I'm thinking about like the moon is just like dirt, I guess. Soily? 
Oh, soily. Yeah. Like dirt. Yeah, like, oh. it, like they, I don't know, maybe dirty or something. It's water. What does water taste like? Are you one of those people who say water has taste? <laughs> Bro, water tastes... Uh, you can't tell the difference between tap water and everyone. Yeah, but it's like so many... I wouldn't say either one has a taste, though, like a particular taste. They just taste different to one another, but they don't have like a... I feel like it's neutral. Water is just a neutral thing. Like, what, what does water taste like? If you give me water, I'll tell you it's water. I'll be like, yeah, this is water. Because it tastes like water. <laughs> yeah, if I give you water, you'll say it's water. Yeah, but if I was to piss in your water and give it to you, you'd say this doesn't <laughs> yeah, taste like water. Would you? It's not water, it's, is it? It's not water at that yeah. point, see. But if you give me two bottles of water, it's the same shit. Zed, what's your opinion? You know, let's settle this. Uh, you know, like, I'm, I'm thinking now that you're, like, talking about, like, different waters. I wonder if there is, like, water connoisseurs. Like, people just go around tasting water. Be like, yeah, this is uh, like has an earthy hint that shit like this. I don't know if something like this exists, but like they're, looking at just there probably is, but they're just chatting shit. Like, yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> it doesn't have that big of a difference in taste. Let's be honest. It's just no, nah, man. You can taste it. Like you know, I think people in China like buy water from outside of China because uh, like water is quite bad. So well, their air is bad like, as they well. They need to wear it. masks just to breathe. Like <laughs> everything. Bro, they even this, they uh, even buy like capsules of air. I don't know if you know, but like, is it, there's an industry where they basically pressurize air and sell it to Chinese people. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even lying. Like this is a, a genuine thing because the air quality is so bad in certain areas. They buy capsules of air and use it to breathe because it's cleaner. I mean, yeah, if, if, if your situation is that bad, then yeah, I guess you would buy bottled water from outside because God knows what you got in the water in your own country. But I don't think the taste of water is that significantly different. Like, you know, between tap water and bottled water, sure, there might be a bit of a difference. But if you were to give me, let's say, Evian or Volvic, it tastes the same. You know, when they first went to the moon, there was a, so when they came back into the spacecraft and they took off their um, spacesuits, the first thing that they mentioned was that it, it smelt strongly of gunpowder on the moon. And um, I think that it, it makes sense once they found out the composition of the moon was basically similar. So it, would you drink a kind of like gunpowdery, let's say musky water? See, that's what I meant though. When I said it would taste like soily, that's what I meant. I didn't even Bro, know they soil said Soil and gunpowder are two different things. Yeah, but soil is like dirt. It's dirt Bro. though. Do you know what Look, I mean? At the end of the day, it's dirt and gunpowder. Our, our water assuming... comes out of the soil. Our water uh, okay, 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 Steve. Steve, can I just ask you, have you ever drank gunpowder? Bro, I, well, why would so I how do you, So how do you know the taste is isn't the same? So how do you know the taste isn't the same? They're aggressively telling uh, me it's not the okay. same. Okay, have you ever drunk mercury? How do you know the taste isn't the same? Because I can look at two things and be like, well, they both have similar looking uh, compositions or textures. And so I'll assume that they taste the same. Zed, please end his stupidness. W would you drink, uh, what do you think of gunpowder water? Is it soy? Uh, well, I mean, I'm go I was going to take it a bit of a notch. I was going to say, like, when you look at the moon and you see this kind of, like, silvery, whitish color, I thought it would taste a bit milky, the water, but that's probably not true. But, like, gunpowder water is not, is not bad. I don't... I think, uh, I think they could probably sell that as, like, some kind of extra masculine water and uh, probably make yeah. hella money out of it. Yeah, PR dream, that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like moon water. I could already see it, and they sell it in like spherical bottles. Uh, and have you just ever had um, or something like that? Have you ever had the uh, what's that? What's that one brand where, it, like you said, it's in like a spherical bottle almost? Uh, oh God, like a cylindrical bottle, but it's 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 a proper cylinder with like a huge uh, gray lid on it. 
uh, Voss. Is it Voss Walter? Oh, yeah, Voss, yeah. Voss, that's the one, Voss. Uh, yeah, like, for example, yeah. that. It's, it, water is water, but the way they package it, you think they're selling you fucking gold. Like, it's, uh, you know, people buy it exactly. just because it looks cooler. And I guess the new water would be this, a similar situation. You know what, yeah? Looking into the future where, like, you know, we've heard about wars, about the lack of water in the future because of global warming, etc. Do you see that, like, happening? Hypothetically, let's say they find, like, loads of water on the moon. Do you think, like, they'd, they'd do missions to the moon to, like, bring back water and sell it to human beings? Was it oh, yeah, the- I could see if it's, a, like, if it becomes, like, a genuine shortage, I could actually see that happening. Like, uh, I, I can't, yeah, that, that doesn't sound far-fetched at all, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's capitalism, isn't it? If, if there's, like, a high demand for something and you have, you have the, the thing that people want, you're going to just monetize it and sell it for as much as you can. And I think, wasn't it George Bush and his family, they bought, like, acres of land over, like, water, wherever, you know, where the water reserves were because they, they genuinely think that, yeah, in the future when we run out of water, this is going to be incredibly, uh, incredibly valuable. So people are already buying up, like, you know, water that we can drink because it's not, it's not infinite, it's finite. So, yeah, bro, they're, they're already warming over water. Like in Mali, a lot, a lot of the foods are because like there's no crop rotation anymore. They, could, they, they can't basically keep up with the farming. And so that's why you get a lot of conflict. So, you know, it's, it's only going to spread like sooner or later it will hit us in the West and we'll be like, shit, we ain't got water. But do you think yeah. you'll see like DJ Khaled with a Ciroc bottle filled with water, like, like Ciroc water version in, in a music video, like that kind of glorification of moon water? Yeah, because I mean, like uh, today when I was walking home, I saw like a, on the side of a bus, somebody, they, they had made like a, some sort of mask to wear over your face and it was called like bubble or something like that. And they were like advertising it on the side of buses because, you know, obviously that's like the new normal when you need, when you need masks. It's not like any of us were wearing masks when we went to the shops before, but now that we need it, it's a new market has emerged and people are like actively advertising masks and different brands of masks. It will be the same thing with water. Once we start to run out of water, it will become like a commodity that is fetishized, I guess. Yeah. I mean, even with Voss already, you see it like there's so much product placement for Voss specifically, whether that's like in music videos and like movies and, uh, and like just in Hollywood in general, that's why it's really famous because it's just, it's, you can see it in so many, um, yeah, and I mean, right now we like actually have media, water. Yeah. <laughs> we have water. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the you know the cool rich guy never just goes, oh, here's my bottle of Erikli water, which is like some Turkish brand. They always have like <laughs> boss. They pull the boss out of the bottle, so you know. Yeah. Uh, how about this though? Um, like we all know that water is the building blocks to life, and the fact that they found you know quite a lot of water on the moon, people are excited now because they they're thinking that oh, this is our first proper chance to find out whether there's life, you know outside of the earth what's your opinion on that like do you think if you were a betting man you had 500 quid would you put it on there's life on the moon i mean i think it's almost definite that there is life on the moon it just depends on what you classify as life because you know a a simple molecular you know single cell organism is also technically life and i would assume that there would be some sort of you know bacteria or something that's on the moon given that there is water which I guess technically is alive, but if you're talking actual like large life form made up of many different, um, uh, you know, biological components, then no, I don't think there is that sort of life on the moon. Although that being said, later on, I'll talk about something which will make you reconsider what we do and don't know about, you know, life as, 
as it is. So, um, mm. yeah, no, my, my, my current standpoint is no, I don't think there's aliens. Not on the moon. Okay, what about you? Not on the moon. Yeah, kind of like on the same note, because I also, from what I understand, I, I didn't read a lot about that new discovery, but they already knew that there is water, but like quite deep down from what, my, what I understand. And that new discovery is it's like shallower towards some of the craters. Is that right, yeah. Steve? Or, so yeah, like it's kind of, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of marketed as like, oh, as in, oh, we found water for the first time, but that's not the case. But it was, it's, it's more like this is a definite discovery uh, as yeah. the other one is. Like we, yeah. it, it, we, we think it is, but we're not sure. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, maybe deep in, in the moon you could have um, some form of, yeah, as Aaron said, uh, uh, microbiological beings, but I don't think anything beyond that, even towards the surface, I don't think uh, much could survive there. I am waiting for that large, yeah. uh, big-headed aliens, though. Yo, you're looking at one. Aaron's one of them. <laughs> Hold on, let me unmute myself so I can laugh at that hilarious joke. Ha, 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 Steve. You're so funny. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> Punk. It comes. It comes down to it. I mean, you guys need some couples counseling. I don't know what, what the hell has been going on since the last time I was on, but you no, were chill you, last time. Are you seeing the digs though? Are you seeing the digs he's sending my way? No reason as well. I, I wasn't even saying nothing. There's <laughs> uh, some low balls. Low balls are going on there. For real, Bro, man. God damn. It's life. You going to call Billy Aaron? No, 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 that's just how it is. Um, uh, don't worry. You yeah, get God. You get God. Like, don't try it on me. I uh, will see, bro. We'll see, bro. <laughs> Come at me, bro. All right, let's move on in it. Because, like, I agree with you guys. Like, molecular, on even as a cell level, that's quite complex. Like, a cellular uh, being, like you can call, I guess. So, I, I don't think we have enough evidence to say that there's life on the moon yet. And, like Zay had also said, it's quite harsh on the surface. So, looking on the next part from this discovery, it will also make it cheaper to make rocket fuel from the moon and possibly send it to the Earth. Uh, so in the future, lunar explorers that want to return to the Earth or travel to other destinations, they could possibly turn the water into hydrogen and oxygen, which is commonly used to power space vehicles. Now, this is kind of like sci-fi, but, you know, refueling at the moon could therefore bring down the cost of space travel, making it more affordable. So maybe one of my like, first questions would be to you guys, with, if this is possible, if it does make it more affordable and more like human colonies on moon, like, can you see that in the future? Um, didn't they didn't they already advertise for like people to go to Mars or something, and you could uh, you know sign up for a four year trip and you know head on head on down to Mars, and everyone who had enough of Earth was like, yeah, I want to go, I want to go, I, I I fully see people going to the moon at the very least, mm-hmm. which is obviously much easier to get to, and we actually know how to get to at the moment. I definitely see human colonies being made there for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I think for in, in the grand scheme of plans, at least like from the SpaceX side, like they have their kind of dream uh, dream vision is they, is they have like a permanent base on the moon where they power, they help like power trips either to back to Earth, as Steve said, or to other places. I like it. It'll probably take quite some time to have like a permanent base like that. It's uh, it's gonna function a bit like the International Space Station, but even more that you potentially could have launches from the moon. But it is definitely not impossible. It would require quite a heavy bit of engineering to go through it. But I could definitely see it, and we 
it'd be pretty cool because that would be like a proper base somewhere else apart from Earth. I mean, the International Space Station is nice on that sense, but if you have something on some kind of land, that'd be pretty cool. Like, um, yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool, but maybe pose a more like hypothetical question. Let's say we nail the technology. Like, do you see people actually like living on the moon in the sense of we have huge colonies of everyday people, you know, universities, schools, cities. Do you think people would want to go there? Or do you think this is something that that would be more of like mission-based, kind of like work? You know, people go there to just do work and come back or? Um, I, I, live, living there just everyday, like people just choosing to go there. I can't see it. I don't know. I think it might, they might do it some form of like, a, if you like from a really futuristic point of view, it'd be like a luxury thing. Uh, like I don't know if you remember in Futurama when they had like uh, uh, on the moon they had the amusement park just going there so they could have like uh, some form of accommodation that people just go for a holiday there but I don't I can't see people living there permanently though for just uh, just their day to day lives yeah I think uh, wasn't it Richard Branson or whatever the guy who owns Virgin who, who, who was planning like flights to space or something where you know, you went up to such a high altitude, you were basically in space and then you would come back down. That was his like hypothetical plan where it was like a, it was like a mini, mini experience thing where you would go up there for a short period of time and then come straight back down. I reckon, as you said, the moon would be a similar sort of thing where you go up there for a short period of time and then you come back to Earth. So it'll be like a holiday destination, you know, the new Malaga. But uh, that's about it, really, <laughs> at most. Yeah, shagaloof, you get what I mean? But, uh, like, I think uh, in terms of having colonies, I think maybe you will have, you know, the astronauts and people who are going there to work. But I don't see anyone going, oh, you know what? I'm tired of Earth. Let me go up to the moon and just stay there for generations to come. I think that would be quite... I don't, I don't know how that yeah. would work. Aaron, you're yeah, quite I mean, a depressed like I... person. Like, you're quite a depressed person. <laughs> Thanks for your concern, I, yeah. I, I would have thought, like, you'd like to go there on your own choice and just isolate yourself. Like, would you consider yourself... Okay, would well, you ever I mean, consider going to the moon? I mean, as, as depressed as I might be, Stephen, um, unlike you, I do have loved ones and uh, I do have a missus, so I couldn't just leave her and go to the moon, you get me? Uh, so if we're taking dig, let's, let's take dig. Damn. You know what I mean? If we're going to take, go. take it. If we're going to take it, let's take it. Right? Do you know what I mean? Let's not half-ass this. Let's take dig. So, you know. What you got to say to that, Steve? What you got to say? I'd say big up to Aaron's missus. Uh, <laughs> you have someone who cares very deeply about you. No, right, there we go. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Only winner here is Aaron's missus. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's got the grand prize, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't laugh that much, Zed. Calm down. He's not, he's not that far-fetched. I am a prize. But um, yeah, no, I think... I think okay. <laughs> but you personally, you say would, so. would you go yeah. there? Like, would, you, would you live there? If you had the choice, let's say I, get, I give you like a free house and all your amenities are paid for and everything and you get to live on the moon in the future, would you do it? Okay, can I, can I like postulate a little bit here? Is it going to be like I'm on the moon, but it's going to be moon gravity or have they solved artificial gravity? Because that's very important to me at, the, at this point. Have they solved artificial, artificial gravity, that situation now? So when I walk, is it going to be like on Earth or am I going to float everywhere? It depends where you are. Like It depends in the city where you are. So like what, if I'm indoors, I walk regularly, but when I go outdoors, I have to float Yeah, everywhere. it's a bit quirky, isn't it? It's a bit quirky. Uh, you know what? I can't bother none that nonsense, though. That's the thing. Like, I, 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 if it was like exactly like Earth, but I'm just on the moon, I, w- I wouldn't mind. But I think anything other than that is just too much for me to be able to completely adjust to over a, a long period of time. I want it to be like Earth. I don't want it to be like, you know, this weird 
thing where if I jump too high, I float off into the abyss of space. Like, screw that. I, do I have to always wear an astronaut suit as well? Is that, or have we have we planted trees everywhere? So it's fine. No, with no astronaut suit, you get to like just walk around normally. But sometimes, like, you get to jump, and sometimes you don't. Yeah, nah, it's too wacky for me. I'm not. I'm not having it. Uh, <laughs> so everyone wants old school depression. All right, Zayad, what yeah. about you? Ni- 1920s, you know, global depression. That's what I want. Zayad, I mean, you, like. I don't think I'll take it as like a, like if you tell me, would you move permanently there? I don't think I'd do it, but I'd like to go there, like say for, for a year. And I take it with all the floating and all the quirks. I'll be on the other side of the area. If we're going to go somewhere, I want it to be like completely different for that year or so. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, I envisioned the moon to be like the next gap. Yeah. You know, like a, that kind <laughs> of style <of> shit. <laughs> So I went, just I like went to the moon and helped the moon people for a year. Here's a picture of me <laughs> with them. And now here I am, a completely changed human being. That's what they had. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't shut up about the moon for like the next 20 years after yeah, exactly. you come back. <laughs> yeah, all, all the future vegans, the moon will be good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. They've got no animals to kill there. So like, uh, it's, it's perfect. If you kill a cow in the silent abyss of space uh, and no one hears it scream, is it still murdered? That's the question. Really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me, let me give you, let me drop some facts for you guys. So the satellite itself, it was on board a Boeing 747. So that's one of the large aircrafts that you see uh, every day. And it's basically been modified to have a satellite that's around 2.7 meters uh, long, I think in di- diameter. And so what it does is, is it flies into the stratosphere above the clouds. The, why, the reason why it does that is to access all the infrared light that is usually blocked by the clouds. And that's how it views it. So why, why did they choose to use this, like, this method, which has obviously never been used before? Um, one of the advantages is obviously mobility. So they're able to deploy satellite at a specific location at a given time. They don't need to rely on uh, satellites that are orbiting the Earth, which are in a fixed orbit. Also, it enables studies of transient events that take place over the oceans, where usually there's no telescopes. So it basically provides a lot of flexibility. Yeah, so the, the SOFIA satellite is designed to observe, obviously, the universe in infrared, as many objects in space emit energy at all levels, but uh, specifically at infrared as well. And cases where there's uh, clouds of dust and gas in space, that block uh, visible light, infrared usually makes it through. And so that's why it's, it's used. And so far it's been used to observe things like birth of stars and death of stars, formations of new solar systems, planets, comets and asteroids, nebulas, galaxies, black holes, everything exciting in space. So if you could look for anything in the universe and you had this telescope, what would you look at? Oh, I feel like the obvious answer there would be uh, to search for, you know, other life, other, other species, I guess. Um, I, I would also just kind of want to, you know, I think just planets on their own, even if they didn't have life, can be quite interesting. Uh, we'll talk about this later, but, you know, they, they, find, they find all sorts of new planets regularly and some of them will have like lava lakes, others will have like, I don't know, rain diamonds. Just that alone is really interesting to me anyway. So I don't know if I'll, if I'll look for anything too beyond beyond that really like anything too quirky but yeah i think just just looking for new planets that have like weird and wonderful climates would be quite interesting for me Mm, that'd be pretty cool i I think to find a new holiday destination nearby would be pretty nice if we can travel there what about you z what would you look for i definitely look for a planet that no one has discovered before so i could name it after myself just call it planet z or uh, something like that 
Can you imagine uh, people move there in droves later on and they're all just called like planet planet Z Z's or something like that? And they're like, why <laughs> why why are you called Z's? And it's like, oh yeah, the guy who found us just you know he just decided to, <laughs> to call us <laughs> Z's. You know what? Everyone, like you know, instead of being called humans, they'll be called Zayads. Like, yeah, yeah, the like, Z- yeah, yeah. The race. That'd be so awesome. Like you'd have a whole <laughs> A whole race of people, a whole nationality just named after you. That, well, I think that is the biggest narcissistic it? move. <laughs> uh, of course That's not. That's big narcissism. Would they, yeah. would, they, would they have a choice in this, though? Or are you like some evil galactic dictator and you just say, no, from now on, you people of Flop Flop are called uh, Zayads. Like, Rather, he's it. Egyptian. Of course he'd be a dictator. <laughs> 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 Wait, as in, like, if I discover the planet and find uh, life there, would I give him my name? Or are we saying if people move to my planet, they'd have to hold the name? Is a big difference. Okay, in both circumstances, what would you do? So let's say you found the tribe that was there, would you force them all yeah. to be called Zayads? Or would you would you say, okay, whatever you're called, I'll respect it, firstly. And then secondly, if people were to move there on the visa application, do they have to legally accept <laughs> that they're called Zayads before you let them in? Oh, with the, with the latter, definitely if you move in on your visa, you have to declare that you're a full like fully pledge your allegiance to Ziad. That's the first Interesting. One. Okay. On the, on the first one, it's a tricky one because if I do it, then I'm like, I'm basically a colonizer. That's a bit fucked. So I'll, here's what I'll do. I'd like settle near them, but then with propaganda and mass media, I have them want to be a part of my community. So they willingly join the Ziad tribe and want to call themselves Ziad. you like, oh, look, I've exactly. <laughs> oh, look, we've got all the we got the beautiful blue jeans. You ha- don't have blue jeans. If you want blue jeans, you have to be a Ziad. And be like, okay, we're gonna get the blue jeans, and I'm a Ziad now. Shake my hand. So that's how I would do it. This took such a turn. I thought you were just gonna be like, nah, you know, I'd let them live their life. And instead, this guy's talking about yeah, I use propaganda and like Goebbels tactics to get them onto my side. Goebbels tactics. Yeah, I've got my eye on you, Zayad, you know. I'm watching you, I'm watching you. Would, would you. Would you like, would you look for life specifically or do you not care about life? Because a lot of people are fixated on, oh, is there life outside? I mean... Man, quite frankly, I don't give a shit if I'm being entirely honest. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get... The thing is, why are you so interested in finding life? It's like, you know, in the horror movies where they hear a noise and then they go towards the noise. It's yeah, like... Yeah. It's the same situation. So let's say you find life and it's like a 50-foot tall giant that just batters you to death. Would you be so happy then? No, just leave them alone. If there is life, let them live life. As long as they don't harm us, it's not a problem. Just why are you looking for it? Just go look for new planets. Maybe we can move into one. Maybe we can, you know, uh, without going the whole Zayad route, uh, you know, maybe we can like live there without colonizing anyone. And that's that. We don't need to look exactly for, you know, life. Yeah, uh, Because you don't know what's out there, bro. Like, it's dangerous, man. I mean, uh, even in, in even in our oceans, like, have you ever googled weird ocean animals? It's like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to find those things. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't. Bro, want to tigers, find lions, like, we, 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 there's these like really dangerous animals on Earth that we never want to meet. And, exactly. Do you, you know, know what I mean? Why would I want to meet one of those out in space? They're probably even deadlier than than the ones we've got already. <laughs> no, I think it, it it's a good point. But here's the thing. I feel like even if we discover something, the chances of crossing path is quite low, I feel. So it'll be just like you looking very far away as if the other aliens are like, it's, a, it's like a zoo pretty much. 
So, do you think people are? Do you think aliens are doing that to us now? Could be. It could be. Because I mean, with the tra- with the way light travels and everything, you know how they always say like, oh, when you see a, a star die, it actually died like I don't know eight billion years ago or whatever. Um, do you yeah. think it's like you know somebody the aliens in space are like watching our ancestors for watching my great great granddad saying I'm gonna keep that one? Like, do you do you think that that's something that's actually? <laughs> <laughs> do you think do you think that that's something that is actually you know happening i, I think it could be you know i, I, I do think it's pretty entertaining no, I think, like, if I was yeah. a, i'd watch it you'd watch earth right now with the whole presidential election that's going on you watch what's happening because yeah. it's got it's an absolute shit show right now uh, let's keep that for the next podcast today <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into the we'll get into that in the next podcast. But yeah, but you know what? If that is a, if that is the case, you could actually see the the life of the other planet in detail. I'd I'd love that. I'd actually live like I'd have like a live broadcast of that and uh, just have that as all the time, so people can have like the. It's basically a reality show and extraterrestrial. Would you be on Twitch? Show. Would you be on Twitch? Like, hi guys, welcome to my channel on Twitch. Today we're watching this faraway galaxy. They've just entered the Stone Age, and you're just watching them slowly and gradually just get worse and worse, just like the human race, I guess. Exactly, exactly. And then, like, you follow this one character, and everyone gets like very attached to it. And then one day, it just gets eaten by a dinosaur, and it's just like <laughs> look, all your viewership just boosts up. That's amazing. Like, uh, you know what? Let's try to do that and monetize it. I'm all about that. Get, get, get subscribers, you know. Yeah, thanks for the bits, uh, all of that, you know. <laughs> thanks for the 50, 50 subscribers. Uh, exactly, yeah. Exactly, exactly. We're going to, like, beat the Kardashians. It's going to be a new age. Do you ever think I'm right, the main I'm... character, though? Like, if you are getting watched. I don't think I'd be the main character. Like, can you imagine watching me my whole life? Like, oh, that'd be kind of boring, no? Bro, that's so depressing, man. I've been... <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? Well, I'm just telling the truth, innit? But like, no, I, don't, I think we always put self-importance on our, our lives, innit? But in reality, they're not really that, that fun. And e- even like celebrities, their lives aren't really that fun, I, th- I think. I think it's just TV. Like, they just film it in a really good way. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not sure whether aliens would just watch us. I mean, uh, would aliens just watch us? Yeah, I guess we're putting too much importance on ourselves, to be honest. I don't, I don't think they'd watch us. Even if they did, they'd probably get bored. They'll have shit ratings. Well, like, you can do like supercuts. And you <laughs> yeah, just get like the juicy moments. bits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like you'd have like they do uh, they do videos like oh funny videos of humans dying something like this <laughs> yeah uh, here, here's uh, here's this young guy he's called Saddam Hussein he comes to power and anyway let's fast forward to 2003 and then it's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly just a, just a key moment nothing else in between yeah yeah be like another civil war who would have <laughs> guessed yeah <laughs> exactly the year is 2024 and they're still counting the votes in Nevada and we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about this, guys? So uh, back to the moon part. I forgot to ask you this question. If you could send anyone permanently to the moon right now, forever, who would it be? Uh, Steve. <laughs> I swear I knew oh, it. I, I knew it was guys. coming. I, I swear. <laughs> you know what, Aaron? I would No matter how much I hate you. You, you wouldn't send me? I wouldn't, no. Oh, that's so cute. I'll still send you though, but yeah, that's cute. Save. <laughs> Zayad, who would you send? Like, who deserves isolation on the moon in this modern era? Well, if you guess, if Aaron sends you, then I'm going to send Aaron so that you <laughs> end up meeting together on the moon. 
Oh, the podcast never dies, baby. We'll be yeah, podcasting exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, know. like you'd be I, the first, the I, first I podcast know. from the world. It would be a good idea yes. to put a prison there. But would you think you make a good prison? <laughs> Wait, dude, you're basically you're basically describing Australia, but like the moon version. Yeah, because <laughs> it would be great, like, to make a prison. <laughs> Bro, it makes sense. <laughs> Like this, it makes, I, now I understand why they turn Australia into a prison. Okay, Far away, Steve, just Steve, send Steve. people there and never see them again. How did that end up for the British when they send the Australians there? Didn't they just end up saying, oh, oh, this is ours now, goodbye, mate. That was it. They're going to send all these criminals to the moon and the next thing you know, they're declaring their own country and their own like, you know, planet. And then there you go, you got a whole bunch of well, I'm really worried at the direction that the both of you take whenever I mention like Zayad's talking about, yeah, I'll use like uh, propaganda to colonize different uh, races on different planets. Steve's sending. <laughs> well, no, wait, wait, I never said colonize. <laughs> what I wanted is for them to have my name. Yeah, you said that for them to to willfully colonize themselves, basically. Yeah, I would never, I would never force anyone to do anything, but I would manipulate you to it. Should we move on to the new organ thing? You're destroying me. Right. You know what? We spent we spent a good forty minutes rambling on about you know water being found on the moon. But let me. What would you say if I told you? Now forget uh, water being found on the moon. We found a new organ inside of a human body. Bro, that sounds so fake. Like, how, how do you find a new organ at this point in time? Like, there's no way. <laughs> Zayad, what do no you way. think if I say that? <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I know nothing about the human body. I know nothing about my own body. So it wouldn't be far-fetched. Okay, well, I, they I have... think it's the cancer. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not a cancer. It's not. It's literally a glands. They found new glands inside the body. So a group of Dutch scientists believe that they have mm-hmm. discovered a brand new organ in the human body. It's an impossibly small set of glands dubbed the tubarial glands. Tubarial glands, I guess, uh, that sit in the skull where the nose and throat meet. So what do you think when I say when I say that? I mean, they found these glands in your skull. But you know what? I would have thought something like, especially like nose and throat. Like I would have thought something like it would be mapped out already. That's interesting. Is it like that tiny? I have no idea. I mean, I, I like, uh, I'm an engineer. I know nothing about the body. I'll probably stick nails into someone to fix it. So I'm not the best person to for advice on someone, something like this. It's going to be like duct tape and WD-40 on my side. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that, you know, we're trying to research into, you know, space and, oh, would you go to the moon? Would you go to Mars? Would you go to other planets? But not only do we not know what's on Earth, as in we don't know, we haven't mapped out any, any part of the ocean, really, when you look at it, like, percentage-wise. But then forget that. We don't even know what's inside the human body yet because yeah. that particular gland, they, you know, they can only discover things as uh, technology improves. And the current CTs and MRIs and et cetera that we had just wasn't picking up this extra gland. Mm. Um, so how they found it is even funnier than anything else. Um, because, so they were using this special technology called the PSMA PET slash CT, which stands for, now bear with me here, prostate specific membrane antigen imaging using positron emissions tomography. Now, what they were looking for was tumors growths in the prostate 
but somehow they managed to find these glands in the head. So on the exact opposite orifice, they somehow managed to find <laughs> find a new gland. I don't know. I, yeah, I was I was gonna say like <laughs> a, a, I'm pretty sure the prostate is not at the throat. I know nothing, <laughs> but that's one thing I know. Like, how did they end up looking that far up? I mean, I, first of all, how far did they stick this thing up the guy's? <laughs> 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 And secondly, if you ended up with a, a with your prostate in your throat, then uh, I think the least of your worries would be a tumor in your prostate. <laughs> but uh, basically, yeah, they they were scanning around a hundred different people, and they, they just happened to scan around the head as well, where they were just like, okay, let's just try and see if this would pick up tumors elsewhere. I guess um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is how they managed to do it because it's, <laughs> I'm just not understanding how you go from the prostate all the way to the throat. It sounds um, like someone was just messing around with the machine. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, possibly. They say they scanned around 100 individuals and they ended up finding, finding these new organs. And, you know, why is this important? Well, it's important because the authors are... Obviously, we don't know what these, what these things do yet. We do need to still kind of look into it. But they're assuming that the purpose of these glands is to uh, moisten and uh, lubricate the nasopharynx and the oropharynx. And this is the part that's in between the the soft palate and the tongue and throat. So it's basically to lubricate your mouth. And what tends to happen specifically with head and neck cancer patients is that they get given radiotherapy, which destroys all of their glands in their mouth. uh, And so they end up with uh, chronic dry mouth. Or, you know, when you have to remove certain glands that have the cancer on it, you know, again, they end up with uh, dry mouth and it's, uh, it's a lifelong condition for however long they do happen to survive. You know, they have this issue. But now that they found this specific gland, they can do research on it to try and shield it from any radiotherapy, meaning that once the radiotherapy is done, uh, they might still be able to actually have, you know, lubrication in their mouth, which obviously is very useful in swallowing food and digesting food and such. But I guess my, my general question to you guys is if you, could, if you could have a whole new organ from like maybe an animal or just one that you made up, I don't really care. You know, what kind of organ would you want to have? Bruv. Claws. You'd claws, like claws would be so cool. Yeah, I think claws would be so cool because, like, it's like a tool you always have with you. You know, you need to open up an envelope, pull out the claws. You need to dig something, pull out the claws, and uh, yeah, obviously you'll win every fight. You'll be like counts. MMA number one, bro. Khabib wouldn't stand no chance. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they'd say, yeah, if you got uh, fangs, you can't use them in the UFC to murder people, Steve. But uh, beyond that, I think like. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know if this counts, but you know how, like, uh, I know, for example, my cousin had a gecko once, and uh, when his tail fell off, it did manage to regrow the tail. So I don't know if, if, if this would count, but I guess I would want whatever organ or, you know, thing that they have, which regenerates body parts, yeah, so that if, if I ever mm. do end up in some sort of situation where, I don't know, I've had, like, an accident or something, I have to cut off my leg, I could just grow it back. Bro, you're yeah. depressed, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a depressing answer. Like that is top depression. Yeah, because I, I want to be able to grow back limbs in case I'm like injured. What do you mean? That's a smart answer, Steve. What are you gonna do with claws, foxy lady? I'm making OnlyFans with your claws in it. What, what do you mean? <laughs> Steve is gonna be some kind of a weird ass fetish online. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, what about you, Z? What do you use? What do you do? I'm kind of like split between uh, gills. Ooh. And uh, and uh, and wings, but even if they don't fly, I think like if I can't fly with the wings, I think it just look cool. 
No, but gills uh, are yeah. like, Where would the gills be on your body? No, 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 there, there. Imagine you say wings and you get like chicken wings on the back of your, on your <laughs> back. <laughs> Okay, not chicken wings. I'm talking like eagle, like uh, yeah, like uh, like uh, like uh, yeah, at least human-sized wings. If, uh, okay, okay, like angel, angel like, slash like, eagle wings. Yeah, exactly, like one that you'd have on a Pegasus. Yeah. To be honest, I'd like to have like I was gonna say I'd like to have hollow bones with that as well because just to make double sure that you know. You got the wings and everything, and you're flapping bare hard. You jump off a building, yeah. and next thing you know, your heavy bones make you crash. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know? Um, I, I don't know. You guys, maybe you can can actually confirm this for me. But mm. they say that the shape of a bee is such that you know, according to like the laws of physics or flying or whatever. You're both, you know, aerospace engineers. So uh, you guys could probably tell me this. Tell me this if it's true. But they say that because of the shape of a bee it shouldn't be able to fly and yet it defies the laws of physics and it flies anyway. Is that true? I mean, like, it's not aerodynamic. I can, I can tell you that. <laughs> it's like some big fluffy object. I think bees work more like helicopters because like, he- helicopters aren't necessarily flying. They're kind of just push, like, pushing air around and hovering. So I don't mm. know whether you can confirm that. Zee. Yeah, I think it's on the same note. Usually when, it's, when, when like, a headline says it defies the laws of physics, it usually is like something that's not uh, absolutely logical, but like uh, it because if it defies the laws of physics, it would not happen in real life. If that makes any sense. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So like yeah. a, beard, a bearded Egyptian man flying through the sky also, I guess, wouldn't happen. But uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. But okay. Okay. Let me let, let me let me like uh, you know kind of open this up a bit more. So obviously we found a new organ, something that we just we. We, we completely would have thought that we found everything in the body at this point, just given how much we've advanced over the years and blah, blah. But, you know, is there, is there anything else that you think is maybe out there that we just haven't found yet? Like, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's the ocean. I think obviously we haven't checked all of it. And like I mm. said, you know, if you go deep enough, I'm sure you're going to find a whole plethora of different things down there. Is there like a, something that you think we should study more that we might not have actually looked into enough? Yeah, I, I think there's like laws of physics that we just have no idea about or let's put it this way, like realms or something along those lines that we're just oblivious to. For example, like we were oblivious to uh, electromagnetic waves for thousands of years, like tens of thousands of years. We had no clue that there was, there was this kind of dimension happening that's not visible to the eye. And obviously now we know. And I, I don't think it's going to end there. I, th- I think we're going to find out more stuff that we're going to be like, wow, we... <laughs> this was happening all along and we had no clue that it was going on. So I don't know what that is, but um, yeah, definitely physics stuff. Yeah. I don't know if this yeah. is me just stereotyping for Zayad, but um, I just remember because you know, he's Egyptian. <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> I just thought, have you ever read like the conspiracy theories on like the pyramids and stuff like where, you know, when they do like yeah. certain maps yeah, yeah. to it and it's like, yes, yeah. but the, but you know, the circumference of this pyramid and blah, blah. And then like, they find those of weird links to other things. And they're like, how did they know? How did they know when they were making the pyramids that X, Y, Z would be the case. So I'd be kind of interested to see if there's more, more to do with like, you know, aliens and pyramids. You know how there's all those weird conspiracy theories, like the aliens built the pyramids and stuff like that. I'd like to look into that a bit. Bro, I think we don't give human beings enough credit. Like, honestly. Like, oh, he, oh, he's it, depressing it, now. He's depressing that. now. Look at this guy. Dare to dream, Steve. 
<laughs> well, what do you think? Uh, of- I, I mean, like it's it's the family recipe. As my grandma's got it somewhere under <laughs> under the pillow. I can bring it up for the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like check the cupboards. Yeah, it's uh, it is uh, like with the pyramids uh, specifically. Yeah, it's uh, what they accomplished with it is amazing. I think that's why they always like attribute it to aliens. And I find that quite offensive, Aaron. So I would like you to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, am, I, am, I, am I erasing the, uh, the hard work of all the uh, pharaohs? Of my forefathers, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the slave labor that the pharaohs used to build those uh, pyramids, uh, obviously, I, I do apologize. No, on that note, for that correction, it is, uh, it is a, a misconception that the pyramids were built by uh, slave labor. They were oh, okay. uh, well paid. Explain. No, no, they were actually they found uh, they found like houses, like ruins of houses and and uh, burials for the workers that were around, and it was it was not like slaves. It was it's thought that it was actually well paid uh, workers. Is this you just doing propaganda again to get us on your side, though? Is this actually well? My, <laughs> no, this is this is true. I mean, like we can search it up properly. I like I. I'm quite bad on history in general, but like, uh, th- but this is actually true. It's not. It's not built. You know what? Let's let's montage a. Uh, you know, the more you know. Oh my god! Wow! Right into this part here because yeah, I just found something new. <laughs> I just found something new. We'll look. We'll look to find an e- Egyptologist uh, to come on one day, and when they do, I'd be up for that. Actually, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's yeah. like, so there you go. I just by mentioning that we should learn more about pyramids, I have learned something new today. I did not know that. So thank you, Zayed. <laughs> and uh, maybe maybe should we just talk a little bit, like you know, go through some of the other findings that we've had, uh, you know, in the past few weeks or slash months. We'll just kind of go through them quickly because obviously it wasn't just these two findings of a new organ and some water on Mars. You know, other stuff did happen as well. Let me just give you a quick rundown. Astronomers have discovered the most inhospitable planet ever, which is the K2141b planet, which is about 200 light years away from Earth, uh, was first discovered around two years ago. But now researchers from McGill and York University have been able to predict its weather condition. They say it rains rocks and has an ocean made of lava, which sounds rather unpleasant. So yeah, it's 200 light years away. I don't even know how far away that is. I don't know if you can get there on a full full tank of petrol but i'm assuming it's further away than that sounds like your dream destination for your depression <laughs> so i can go there and end it all yeah okay cool <laughs> uh, <laughs> so okay and also well bear in mind this next story they say this every few years but so you know don't don't quote us on it but uh, researchers from japan believe they've discovered a protein that could combat aging and help in the development of age-related diseases. So obviously we'll look more into that in the coming weeks slash months, but uh, this does tend to happen once a year, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. somewhere in China or in Japan or whatever, they'll say, hey, we found, we found this protein that's going to make you live forever and you know, sooner or later it will turn out to be complete bollocks. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> just to, just to, just to you know, put that out there. And another, another story here. Scientists announced a mysterious radio wave signal inside our galaxy. According to astronomers, serious and intense blasts of radio energy have been detected in our galaxy. This is the first time scientists have been able to observe these fast radio bursts in our own Milky Way. So, Steve, 
you're asking if we'd like to find life, but hey, they might they might be finding us. Well, I, I, I don't know. I'd be very highly skeptical because we know that a lot of processes, for example, like the sun, uh, they do give out like blasts of energy and part of that energy can also be electromagnetic. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's enough evidence to say anything unless they can decipher those into signals and actually watch something on the telly or there's a message. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't take it too seriously either, but um, just in case to cover my back, I, for one, do not doubt the prowess of our new alien overlords. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm happy that they're here. So uh, the next thing <laughs> that I want to talk about was, well, I don't know if this is a scientific, well, I guess it is scientific, but uh, you may have heard that in uh, Turkey uh, in particular, but also in Greece, there was an earthquake around the, the 7.0. I'm not sure what the, the scale is, but, it, you know, scale of earthquakes it was a 7.0 uh, and uh, actually a girl was saved uh, from the earthquake rubble a name a girl named Ida Gezgin uh, who was four years old after being trapped under the rubble for four days and yeah so like this big earthquake happened loads of rubble particularly in a city called Izmir and mm-hmm. yeah this little girl was saved after four days yeah thank god for that and I just feel like uh, surely at this point the infrastructure built, you know, around Turkey should be able to withstand earthquakes, given that there is an earthquake tax in Turkey that they take money <laughs> from people. Um, but yeah, I they're mean, like the entire block, I, I believe, was completely, you know, on the Richter scale, it was seven, right? I think that's on the Richter big. scale. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very big one. Yeah, yeah. Seven is huge. So I, I don't know how much yeah. you can protect against that. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know if you got... Did you get earthquakes in Egypt, Zaid? Because in Algeria, I know that it's plenty. I mean, there's around that, that fault line, isn't it, in the Mediterranean? Uh, not that much. I think like the, I think the last heavy one, I think they had one in the maybe the late 90s or the 2000s, but they, it's not... They get light ones, but like as in a heavy one, like, uh, like on a seven, for example, that's quite high. I think it might have been like early 2000s. You know, there was one in the 90s in Algeria. The story is quite yeah. funny. Um, basically, a cafe, uh, there was an earthquake and a cafe basically obviously came down and there were like 20 people in there. Oh my God, that's you know, so hilarious, Steve. Um, well, wait, wait for it. <laughs> like uh, two weeks later, they managed to get rid of the rubble and everyone survived. And apparently they survived on coffee and baklava. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the key to life, everyone. <laughs> So they said, what is the most stereotypical way we can survive? And they said, all right, cool, that's it. Get the buckle of our ass. But like, I my, mean, my... it doesn't sound like a bad two weeks. They just like were kind of like sitting down. They basically were in the cafe. They didn't have to, yeah, exactly, uh, you know. ha- like they didn't have to see their wives or anything. Yeah. So they, they, they got two weeks off work. They didn't have to see the kids, no, no nagging, no nothing. So it actually sounds like a good two weeks. They probably could still watch Champions League on the TV, you know, <laughs> the box and everything. No, I mean, I only brought up the um, the earthquake, really. A, to just let people know that there was this big earthquake, obviously. Uh, and secondly, because I just feel like the, I guess this is a, you know, a natural disaster sort of thing. But I just feel like this sort of thing is starting to become a bit more occurrent, maybe. I don't know if this is just me selectively picking up these news articles and thinking that this is happening more often, but you know, I just feel like this sort of thing is happening more. Is that maybe to do with possibly global warming? Yeah, or... I'd say with global warming, we're seeing a lot of changes in the earth. So uh, we're like going to see like different stuff in, like that seems to be happening more. Yeah, yeah. You know, Amazon and fires. Like and... We already pre- 
we already predicted that you know a, a lot of these places that are low-lying sea level uh, just above sea level areas are going to be flooded in the near future so i wouldn't be surprised to see flash floods and things like this in the future i mean there's two major causes of uh, natural disasters the first being obviously global warming and you know other geological things and the second one uh, you know especially with like the wildfires is uh, americans trying to find out the gender of their babies so please going forward if you could <laughs> if you could uh, stop doing that shit that would be fantastic but yeah anyway steve okay. is there anything you want to end off on or oh, Zed, sorry um, i think i just cut you off yeah. no i was i was just gonna say like what's still stuck in my mind is that uh is that gland with the prostate thing it still blows <laughs> my mind like yeah. I, I'm just trying to imagine it. Is was that like did they have the intern that was like, oh, I'ma just wear the prostate? I was like, I just scan his head and <laughs> let's get over with this study or some shit. It still blows my mind. So I was just like, <laughs> just thinking about it. goofing around. Like, there's no way. Uh, this is something like, like you said, an intern would do. You know, stick yeah. your head in the prostate machine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's very wild. Actually, like, you know, in recent years, they've found that, you know, even the lungs, the lungs aren't just to breathe. They found that it actually is very uh, important in, uh, I believe, the storage of blood or the, like, some, there's something to do with blood that happens in the lungs, which they didn't know about previously. So we're constantly finding out new things about our own bodies, which we didn't know previously, which is, which is just very insane to me. But yeah, that's just something for both Zayad and our listeners to kind of ponder on and just just think about because yeah there could be something inside you you have no clue about which is very important actually <laughs> to come to think about it but, yeah anyway okay so thank you for listening everyone thank you Zayad, for coming on and uh, yeah as always uh, please like share and subscribe where where you can uh, leave us reviews and uh, again yeah weekly challenge get get this uh, episode out to one of your friends at least one uh, just you know share it. it would really help us out we'd really appreciate it but, uh, yeah, thank you, and uh, we hope you enjoyed. Uh, Steve, why didn't you say who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand? You that was bloody brilliant. That was funny. That prostate one got me. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know. That's, <laughs> that's so funny. Like, no, no, that, that's specifically why I didn't show you my questions in advance, because I was like, I'm going to blow these guys' minds. Bro, that, that's mad. <laughs> Yeah, I, like I can't get, it's like, I think it's a bit similar to, well, I mean, this one's a bit worse, but like, you you know how like with Viagra, they, it was actually like a heart. Uh, oh my God, that killed drug, like yeah, it, yeah. it was meant to be like a cardiac uh, drug. And then they found that side effect that it made your umbola go up and then they were like, uh, yes, can, let's can, go can, <laughs> let's, let's have that in the market now. Can yeah. you produce. Can you imagine, yeah. though, like, you're, you're, you're a nurse at, like, an old people's clinic where they've all got, like, heart problems. You give them their medication, you come back the next morning, and they've all got, like, massive erections just walking around. <laughs> 90-year-old men just, you know, horned up. Oh, God, that's, that, that is hilarious. That, like, but that's what most of science is, though, isn't it? It's like they, yeah. they look for one thing, find something else, and then just take yeah. it from there, so... Well, I think that, yeah, that's how... I mean, if you think about the nicknames are like that now. And yeah, then, yeah, wherever uh, you're fucked up. Yeah, right, and, yeah. yeah, and then back in the day, nicknames just became your last name. <laughs> you know those guys who are really small and they call them Biggie, or the Biggie and they call them yeah. Big and they call them Tiny, and it's just like, you know. <laughs> you are now Erin the Depressed. <laughs>
See, <laughs> Joe, no, no, if I take my life out of spite, yeah, you're gonna feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, God forbid, man, don't do it. Steve Peppering, God forbid, on there just so that he can like <laughs> he can deny he can deny any accountability. Oh you know, shit! Oh, are you okay, Aaron? For just for the record, just for the record, he's never. Okay, you okay? Am I okay? You... Am I okay? Yeah, no, I mean, not terrible. No, Oh, If something is wrong, brother, just say I'm a come. I'm a no, come. No, no, uh, no, no. Right I'm, okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> okay, just uh, just to I? be sure. Or am I? Or am I? Yeah. I oh, la ilaha illallah. He's, he's always slipping. He, he, he does it for attention. Don't listen to him. He does it. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. But when I do it, then Steve will be at my <laughs> reading my eulogy, talking about he's doing it for attention. Then, oh, all right. Cool. Oh, you're doing it for attention. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny, though. How, like, man, man, literally went from the ass to the throat. I don't know how. That, that, uh, that makes no sense. <laughs> Blows my mind, dude. I mean, actually blows my mind. I've heard of ass to mouth before, but not quite like this. This is crazy. So, listen, as an Egyptian, you say stuff like that, you know, because MI5 might be listening, thinking, oh, Egyptian. Do you want buzzboard, Zayed? Do you want to keep your buzzboard? Calm down. I need to avoid the, like, okay, no, for the reference, no colonization. No cologne, only eau de toilette. <laughs> so, do you want to start, Aaron? Just start, like, do an intro. Oh, hold on. Oof, fucking hold on, mate. Hold on. Oh, oh, my <laughs> bloody hell. Yeah, do you see how he was, he was like, yeah, I gave you, I gave you the recording permissions and all of this. And then he realized he yeah. didn't. Do you see how he was going to throw me under the bus? Like, he's not oh, you had Lord. Lord. I swear oh, you had you, you guys need to go to couple counseling. What's happening yeah, with nah, you? This is, it's, a, it's a toxic relationship. I don't know what Steve's doing. Yeah. About to end it. Like, Aaron, list, list three stuff that you like about Steve. Um, I like his hair. I like his eyes. Yeah. I like the way his mouth does that weird curl when he smiles. Yo, stop. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn, son. Yo, Damn, son. That was a bit too much, Aaron. He said name three things. I named three things. Oh, now you name three things how? about me. Yeah, that's your turn now, Steve. Name three, like, list three stuff that you like about Aaron. I like the shape of his. You gotta say no homo after it, Steve. Yeah, pause, pause. Pause, no homo. <laughs> I think, I, yeah. think, I think we've left the no, homo in the real world. Let's move on to the next point. I need to burp. <laughs> That is fucking disgusting, you pig. Keep that in. I want everyone to see what a pig you are. That is disgusting. My word. (laughs) Respect. I I have respect for that one, though. (laughs) No shame, yeah. I'll leave leave it out for the listeners uh, because they'll just all unsubscribe. So some unfiltered action here. Now that's bonus content. Yeah. Make an OnlyFans yeah. and slap that. Bonus one. content. Oh, yeah, OnlyFans. Steve oh, yeah, burps something. Yeah. <laughs> Alien burping. That was bloody brilliant.